0: Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My bad. You want me to just start over? I'm just start over with the intro. I'm going to start over again. I'm going to start over again. <laughs> well, welcome back to Cross Life Church. Welcome to another week of Student Night. My name is Hunter Bruce. I'm the Student Ministry Associate here. For your first time here, welcome. I love you. Wes loves you. All the student leaders love you. The tech team loves you. Ben loves you. We all love you. We're so glad to have you here again this week. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So kind, so kind. So we are continuing our series called You Asked For It, okay? So we did a survey with you guys, asked you guys about some topics, some questions that you guys had, and we're going to give you a biblical insight of what the Bible says about those subjects, okay? And so we are in the last week, and one of the questions that you guys had was what does the Bible say about abortion? Now abortion, it's a a heavy topic. It's a real sensitive topic in the world that we live in today. I feel like it can cause a lot of division, you know, especially politically. I think it's caused a lot of issues, especially biologically it's caused a lot of issues. There's different arguments about each thing and what this side says and what that side says. But today, we're going to be talking about what the Bible says, okay? Because that's what matters at the end of the day. So I think in order to understand abortion, I think we need to have a definition for what abortion is. So abortion is the killing of a baby at any stage of the pregnancy, okay? So there's some heavy stuff, all right? So I think the question is, is that, does the Bible even mention abortion? You see, the Bible doesn't use the exact term abortion, but it does talk about the ending of infant lives. You see, abortion and infanticide occurred for darker reasons. You see, several other groups who practice idol worship and worshiping other gods practice intentionally taking the lives of infants for their gods. See, throughout history, abortion has been considered a solution to overpopulation, a solution to poverty, a solution to untimely pregnancies. See, for example, a wealthy person who practiced idol worship would Save their child by, from being sacrificed by offering the child of someone who was a lower class citizen than they were. A pharaoh, a king, or a tyrant would command mass abortions to preserve their seat as ruler of their nation. In the book of Exodus, Pharaoh he commands infanticide and abortion to control the Hebrew population. In the book of Matthew, King Herod ordered the death of every male two and under because he heard that Jesus was being born and he didn't want to be overthrown. You see, if an angel didn't tell Joseph to flee, to leave, Jesus might have been put to death. So in simple terms, Abortion is the killing of a human being in the womb, or one that has just been born, who is created in the image of God. So although the Bible isn't silent on this issue, on this matter, it does talk about the value of life. And that's what we're going to be breaking down today. Psalms 139, verses 13 to 16. Starting in verse 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book because one of them came to be so before modern science and ultrasounds were a thing what King David is trying to tell us here is that life is calculated God values it. God ordained it. And ultimately, life is a gift from God. Understand that God is the source and sustainer of life. You see, the earth was formless and empty until God began creating life in the book of Genesis. Genesis 2 7, God created Adam. And breathe life into him. And you see, since life is a gift from God, it also belongs to him. Humans don't have absolute sovereignty over their own lives. All God's gifts need to be cherished, especially the gift of life. This this includes not only our lives, but the lives of others as well. And you see, God values life so much that he sent his own son to redeem it. I feel like that by itself should show you how much God cares about human life. And you see, God not only values human life, but has a plan for everyone's life as well. Jeremiah 1.5. In verse 5 it says, Before I formed you in the womb... I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So that word knew that's used in Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you. That word knew is the past tense word for know, okay? And so that word knew is more than just understanding and knowing and having intellectual knowledge. You see, the Hebrew meaning for that word is used to describe an intimate relationship. And before Jeremiah was conceived in the womb, God was thinking about him in a personal way. See, even before Jeremiah's conception and birth, God chose him to be set apart as a minister for God's work, And you got to understand that God does the same thing for us. God molded us. God shaped us. And he engineered our purpose. And he did all of these things before we were even formed in the womb. So think about that. Like, you think just when you're in your your parents' womb, that's when God starts to put these things in you and character traits and talents. Like, no, he's doing that before you're even in your mother's womb. And before that, in that, he chose us to fulfill his plan through our lives. So understand that you weren't created on accident. If you're breathing today, if you're living, if you can hear the sound of my voice, that means God wants something done through you, through you. You're not here on accident, okay? You are intentionally supposed to be here at this point in time, in this decade, in this year, in this day, you're supposed to be here. It's not an accident. It's calculated, just like I said earlier. And what abortion is doing, it is degrading the value of human life. I'm saying it again for you. Abortion is an idea that is degrading the value of human life. See, understand that there is a sanctity of life for humans. You're probably Hunter, what does that mean? Okay, I'm going to break it down for you. That's okay. So since we are made in God's image, human life has inherently, uh, inherently sacred attribute that should be, be, be protected and respected at all times. See, in Genesis 9, God gives humans or humanity the authority to kill and eat other forms of life. But the murdering of other human beings is forbidden with the penalty being death. Genesis 9-6. It says, Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. Humanity was made in God's image. It's right there. Genesis 9-6. But the thing is that sin has corrupted that image that we have. You see, the reason that the sanctity of life applies to humans is because God not only created us in his image, but he set us apart from all forms of life. You see, even though our image has been stained by sin, God is still present in humanity. See, the sanctity of life means that humanity is more sacred than the rest of creation. I'm trying to say that humanity isn't holy like God. Humans aren't holy like God is. Only God is holy in and of himself. Human life is set apart from other forms of life because we are made in his likeness. See, only humans have the ability to uniquely love and worship God for example animals don't have the ability to worship God but as humans we do see the value and importance of human life derives from God who is the creator of all living things and is rooted in the fact that all humans are created in God's image. So what do we do? Once we get the understanding of the value of life, how life is a gift from God, and understand that humans have a sanctity of life, what do we do with that? Well, coming up, March 4th, The Choices Women's Clinic is having a March for Life. And at this March for Life, it's just a time where they raise money and awareness and educate people on the value of life and the importance of it. And I feel like this is important. It's important to educate people on the value of life because I feel like when we don't, we end up, Not knowing. We end up doing the wrong things. We end up picking sides. We end up trying to tear each other down because we don't know what the truth is. How important these things are. In James 119, it talks about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I feel like this is what we have to do when talking about abortion with people. This doesn't in particularly affect you guys as middle schoolers, but it does affect people. So I think it's important that we meet those people where they're at. Where they're at in their lives. Those people that have dealt with abortion. We have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because if we're not, then nobody ends up being understood. So another thing that you can do is talk to a leader. Talk to me. Talk to Wes. Talk to any of the small group leaders we have. That way you can get a biblical insight instead of a world view of the subject on the topic. So as I close and as the band comes, I just want to let you guys know that as stewards of life that God has given us, we are to uphold his teachings about life from the point of conception to the grave. And the sanctity of life that we talked about has to be the foundation for that. The sanctity of life should motivate us to combat all forms of evil and injustices that are done against life. Whether that be abortion, whether that be violence, whether that be oppression, whatever it may be. But the motivation, the true motivation of it all has to be, needs to be, must be the love of Jesus. Let's all stand and pray together.